2: What's good my people welcome in the buckets action networks daily NBA betting podcast we're in the workshop Thursday NBA slate so that means Sean Little Joe Delera. Jill Gallant is back from Mexico he's back in the building you know the routine if it's Thursday we got some plays for you we're gonna give them out give the cap and we'll get out of here JD Joe Delera, let's jump right into it Give me your best bets for the Thursday NBA slate.
0: All right, we're looking at the Bucks minus three, and Jokic triple-double, Lock in that MVP again, baby.
2: Jill, what are you looking at?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be looking at three-point props. I'm already looking at the hottest three-point shooter in the, uh, the NBA right now, and that's Trey Murphy with the New Orleans Pelicans, looking at over two-and-a-half three-pointers. And I'm going to be monitoring Jason Tatum's three-point prop when they go to play the Bucs for tomorrow as well. We could talk about that a little bit. I am taking the
2: Bucks celtics first half under 119.5 over at our best sponsor, the best book out there, FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, JD, I'm coming right back to you. Talk to me about the Bucs coming off of a big W hanging 149 on the Pacers. They are on a back-to-back. Why do you like a minus three?
0: So look, this is a game where I was looking at this going into the Pacers game, right? And I had given out Drew Holl- a Drew Holiday prop, and part of why I gave that out then was I felt that they were going to sit Chris Middleton against the Pacers, and that's what they did. Look, this game against the Celtics is critically important from a standings perspective because the these two teams have split their season series so far one one. The Bucs are three games ahead of Boston in the loss column. This win would some I think cement them essentially as the number one seed in the East. It's basically a two for one opportunity uh in terms of the standings because they would win the tiebreaker and they would get to give the Celtics, get get another loss to separate them. But it would essentially function as two losses as opposed to one, where if they lose it, then it's like, well, you know, maybe you're only only two losses ahead of Boston and you're losing the tiebreak. So it's really only one. So I think Milwaukee's going to come out guns blazing. This is a game they're going to be trying to win. And when you really get down to it, I think Milwaukee is better top to bottom than Boston. I think Boston, you get into that type of offense sometimes with Tatum and Brown, where they just kind of like delve into that iso ball. And that was something they had managed to avoid last season and through like the majority of the playoffs. But then against the Warriors, it started to kind of like pop out and started to surface. Milwaukee, I think, can bring out that like negative offense from them uh, with throwing Drew Holiday at them, throwing Chris Middleton at them, throwing Giannis, like, They have no one that can really guard Giannis. Al Horford's great, right? Like he's good in limited doses, but I think that Milwaukee will actually expend like a real playoff uh, offense and game plan in this spot. Whereas for Boston, that might be a little bit much to ask of them for a team. That's really kind of some more cemented into this two, three spot, especially with the way the Sixers have played. So I think that Milwaukee has the edge here. Um, They're, I think, have the best player on the court in terms of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Obviously, Tatum is great, but I think that I want to back Giannis in this type of must-win game coming off his own triple-double performance. So Milwaukee's rested. The fact that they sat Middleton against the Pacers to play this game, I think, is important. They're really taking this and taking the leverage of the situation into account. And I think Milwaukee is better on the season overall. Jill, your thoughts on that? I'm with you. And
1: and, yeah, I I mean, I think the bucks right now just showed even tonight with why they sat Middleton uh, in this spot to be able to have him ready for this game, because they want to have the one seed going into the playoffs and they don't want to make give Boston any kind of relief or idea that they can beat them in this spot. That's kind of why I'm, leaning to Jason Tatum to go under his three point prop. Now, right now the line hasn't been out, but just for uh reference, his over under three point line is typically three and a half for every game he plays. Just the odds will shift depending on the opponent. And, I think he's going to go under here because really since the all-star break, he has just been terrible shooting. Like I know he puts up a ton of volume, 9.4 attempts per game. That's top five in the NBA in that stretch, but 29% from three point in that span, like, um, you know, and also since the start of March, the bucks around like bottom 10 in NBA three point attempts and, uh, and makes per game. But even tonight they locked down the Pacers in that spot. Uh, And also when you look at in road games, since the all-star break, this under under three and a half three-pointers has hit in seven of eight road games since the All-Star break and four of 15 games overall. So right now, I think the under three-point line for Jason Tatum, when that comes out, it's probably going to be around minus 120. I think that's a solid spot to grab.
2: Yeah, I mean, monster games from Giannis against the Pacers. 38, 17 rebounds, 12 assists on 14 of 18 from the floor. Got to the free throw line 14 times and then backed up by... My guy J. Rue drew holiday 51-8 in 50 high on 20 of 30 from the floor, three of six from three. He also got to the line 10 times. I believe in this spot, it's a coin flip type of situation. I I I can't talk you off of taking Milwaukee at home, minus three. They flat out been the best team in basketball for quite some time. Them in Philadelphia, or well, the the stretches that they put together. Have been some of the best out, no
0: question about it.
2: You also are looking at the old Joker man triple double,
0: dude. He cooks Valanciunas like just absolutely cooks him. Um, look, I like as part of this too. I think if you if you wanted to pivot off of that, Valanciunas' pra is at twenty seven and a half. He just doesn't even come close to that against the Nuggets and Jokic. But I like to. I want to back Jokic in the spot. Over his last six games against Valanciunas and like head to head matchups, which I think is relevant, especially at the center position, because that's really the spot where there's nobody else to guard. Like that's who's guarding you like heads up. Right. In his last six games against Valanciunas, he's had four triple doubles and the only misses are both at nine assists. So, I mean, we're getting a prop here. It's probably going to be about even money. I, I I love the spot. And we also know, too, from a correlation perspective, when Jokic gets these triple doubles, the Nuggets pretty much always win. So if you wanted to combine it with Nuggets Moneyline or something like that, I don't hate that. If you want to try to get that uh, maybe up to like plus 160, plus 165, it's not a bad way to reduce a little bit of the juice just based on the pure correlation of the two events.
2: Yeah, they're currently minus seven, the favorite over the Pelican. So the tying it up with a triple double with the Nuggets to win is something I would take a peek at. Jill, talk to me about Trey Murphy.
1: Yeah, Trey Murphy the third, probably the greatest name for a three-point process ever existed. <laughs> <That's> um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like right now, the over under two and a half line is interesting because. Last night against the, uh, or not last night, the night before against the Warriors, it went back down to two and a half when it actually went up to about three and a half in the previous game. So bookmakers are really trying to find the right line here for this guy, because He is just bombing it this month. Like right now, the over two and a half three-point line is at minus 130. I think that's solid because unlike Jason Tatum, who I just described as having one of the worst stretches of three-point shooting, uh, Trey Murphy is on the complete flip side. Three and a half makes on almost eight attempts per game. That's 43.7%. That's in the top 10 in the NBA in that stretch. Uh, In 14 games in March, he has hit this prop of three three three-pointers in a game in 12 of them. You know, so uh, now he has played the Nuggets three times this season. He hit it once. Uh, but one thing that's obviously way different is his role on the team. In those previous games, he combined for 13 uh, three-point attempts in the last two games, he has 13-point th- <laughs> attempts. You know what I mean? So that's the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that his role now is completely changed where he is now the elite three-point shooter on this team. And also, one thing that is really interesting is I like to look at the shots. What's like, what are the, all these total shots coming from? Right now, since the All-Star break, 71% of all his shots are coming from behind the arc. So if he's shooting it, it's coming from <laughs> the three-point line. Uh, and also, if you just look at some recent splits, like he's hit this in seven, Of the last eight games on the road. So I don't think this area of Denver and going to this kind of environment is really going to shake him at all. So, yeah, with Trey Murphy, the third, a name like this, I think we have to take the over in this spot.
2: Also, Trey Murphy the third did not get kicked in the head by Draymond Green, so that's always <laughs> a positive thing when you when you're taking a guy and looking for a prop. Joe, uh, any thoughts on Trey Murphy? I know you love Trey Murphy's. game. I love
0: Trey Murphy, man. Like, I, and I think there's always like decent value on his four plus as well. If you really want to get crazy with it, just because he's getting, like you said, the volume has changed. So I really love this angle, and you can always have me bet on Trey Murphy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't have to pull my leg to look at a Trey <laughs> Murphy three-point prop. All right, let's go over. I'm going back to that Bucks celtics game. There's only two games on the Thursday night slate, so we're we're picking out a couple spots for you guys to take a look at. Bucks celtics first half, under 119.5, minus 110, over at FanDuel. Let's talk about some of the numbers here in the first half of both of these teams. Last 10 games, Milwaukee, 2-8 to the under. Boston four and six to the under the bucks on the year 30 and 45 to the under in the first half back to back spots which the Milwaukee Bucks are on we just told you they hung 149 on the Pacers got that W quick turnaround go back home to host Boston Milwaukee on no rest three and eight to the under that's the that's the the full season Boston on the road for the full season 16 22 and one to the under. So that's full game. That's not just first half, but that that helps the, the first half argument. Also, if you're looking at the side in this matchup, just to give you a couple extra bullet points, the the Bucs are nine, one-and-one against the spread on no rest. That's the best in the NBA. They seem to get right back and rolling when they're on a back-to-back. Um, I also really like this spot as well. We already talked about Middleton should be back in the lineup for Milwaukee, one of the best defenders they have on the squad. He sat out. It's essentially load management, so he should be back on that second leg of the back-to-back. Now, Boston's coming off of getting smoked versus a, a really bad Wizards team. Milwaukee, as we know, is that's the measuring stick right now in the East. Boston was, Milwaukee has taken that. Looks like they're going to end up finishing the year with the best record in the NBA and the number one seed in the East. And I I just feel like this is a spot Boston's going to come in ready to go from the tip. And historically, Milwaukee has no problem showing up in the first half off of or in the first half in the full game on a back to back. I think this is just going to be a slower grinded out playoff preview eastern conference finals type preview to close out the year this is the last time they're going to be able to go head up before we start the playoffs i think just overall it's going to be a slower game in the first half give me like a 60 55 type score 59 56 type score to keep it under 119 in the half in the first half in that matchup all right to recap you guys have any thoughts on that by the way
0: sign me up, man. Bucks are taking it. (laughs) So I like, I like the angle. Like i like Middleton being in there for defensive purposes. I I like the intensity aspect too. The game's very high leverage.
1: The only thought I would give is just the MVP market. We were talking about this off air, Sean, that prior to tonight's game, Giannis was hovering around plus 400 plus 450 puts up a monster triple double against the Pacers. And now is in a spot where if they were able to dummy the Celtics tomorrow night and be able to just completely you know, and he comes out with another dominant effort, you're going to see those odds shift again where it, it might not seem like a three-horse race, but it's definitely going to be a three-horse race where that latest narrative, you could see Giannis come in and just basically swoop in and take take out NMB and Jokicier. So just, I think, consider that right now from an MVP standpoint that this game could really shift those odds.
0: I think it's funny that you even say that though, uh, Joe, because the three man race, right? Like the last straw poll that Bontemps did, Giannis was second. It was not Embiid. Embiid was like a fairly mm-hmm. distant third. So, you know, these voters, that straw poll is coming out again soon. You got to be like, have all three like guys like ready in your app, like ready to fire. Cause as soon as that poll comes yeah. out, just go hammer whoever it is, because that's those are the guys that vote. And like Giannis seemed to be the guy that they were saying he's the second guy, so he's not really done anything to really hurt his case since then. Whereas now you've seen Embiid, you know whether it's his call or not, like sit out the game, like lose a couple games in a row, then sit out against the head is up with Jokic, and then you know, and then now it looks like it they might have come back against the Mavericks on a Wednesday night. But Giannis is definitely in play, and that number, like you said, is is it's pretty wild compared to where. Where the rest of the candidates are,
2: absolutely no question. uh Giannis's ears might might be perking up here, like, hey, maybe <laughs> I actually have a shot to sneak yeah. in the back door and um and pull this off. That'd be a hell of a back door. There's no there's no doubt for about sure, that.
0: For sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to recap, I am on Bucks Celtics first half under one nineteen and a half minus one ten. JD Joe Delara Bucks minus three. The Jokic the Joker Nikola triple double. Wait for a, for a number there. And Jill Gallant, Trey Murphy over two and a half triples at minus one thirty. Wait for that Tatum number as well. That's gonna do it for the Thursday edition of Buckets. I'm your host Sean Little for JD for GGG Dog. We'll see you guys next time. Action Network reminds you: please gamble responsibly.